0: Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're in the C-Space Studio with me here at CES 2020. And I'm here with Matt Roberts, Director of Research and Analytics at Formula One. Thank
1: you very much, great to be here.
0: Formula One, a very exciting brand. Uh, How do you introduce yourself and what your personal role is to people at CES?
1: Yeah, so basically my role is um, I'm director of research and analytics and basically my team uses um, all sorts of data, research, uh, TV audience data, digital data to help create insight which helps the company improve its commercial revenue. So that might be improving fans, uh, improve the amount of sponsorship revenue, uh, improve the number of people visiting our social media pages and so on and so forth. So we work with lots of data. Um, We ask many questions on surveys, we do all that kind of stuff, so it's very varied and interesting.
0: And what does your data say about the way people view the Formula One brand? Maybe the average person views it differently from a super fan, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, F1 is a is, is deemed to be like a luxury brand um, in, in many markets. So in the U, U, U.S. and China, it's much more kind of on the luxury sort of niche kind of mm-hmm. high-end um, brand. Uh, but in Europe, it's much more of a traditional, well-known brand in every home. You know, it's been around for 70 years mm-hmm. in the U.K. where it... Where it um, um, where it was founded, you know, F1 is, is a household name, the drivers are household yeah. names yeah. so it's much more kind of um, it's mass cool. Market, archive footage days. of
0: black and white uh, exactly. you know, drivers yeah. uh, doing old school things in cars, yeah, yeah. okay um, so what does your audience data then tell you about um, how people are engaging with it as far as what marketers would want to know we're here at C-Space which is about media and marketing, if I'm a marketer coming to Formula One, how do you entice me?
1: Yeah, I mean, F1 is um, it, it's global, so it F1 is shown in every country in the world Uh, we have 22 races in 22 countries in 5 continents Uh, we have um, 490 million TV viewers a year uh, unique uh, and that's actually increased by 40 million year on year uh, we've got over 500 million fans in the world. We've got 26 million social media followers. We've got 45 million unique digital users per year on our, on our website. So as you see, it's a massive brand with massive kind of breadth. It's in every market, whilst you know, something like the NFL, NBA, yes, they're big in two or three markets, but F, you know, F1 is big mm-hmm. across 10, 20 markets in the top three sports. So it's a, it's a huge global brand.
0: But if if I am a marketer and I'm trying to reach all those different markets, I still probably need to tailor my creative for all those different markets, Mm. right? So do you offer opportunities for that that are special to Formula One?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it depends. Some brands say, we want Asia's our biggest market. So Mm -hmm. for those markets, they may have you know more rights in, the, in terms of sponsorship rights they may have like title partnership or have more activations at races or more um, you know, more prominence when you go to those races you see that brand a lot more and they might say oh, we don't care so much about the UAE because we're an alcohol brand and you can't, you yeah. know, you can't drink <laughs> the UAE sure. so we, we do have tailored sponsorship packages for <laughs> different brands here.
0: Um, How do the uh, fan insights that you get from your viewers and the things that you're offering to market how does those kind of those kind of feedback and affect each other. Can you give me maybe an example of how that works?
1: Yeah, I mean, we um, we get TV numbers, we get um, data from surveys, we get day customer data, and, and we also have a, 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 a website called F1 Fan Voice where we, we fire, up, fire out surveys and polls and ask people's opinions on potential new rule changes or um, new commercial ventures that we might be doing. Uh, all that data then comes back to me and my team, and we all kind of feed that out to different stakeholders across the business. And that will all be part of a big kind of cog of um, things that go into, should we change this or should we make this decision? And you know, research and data inform decisions. They don't make decisions, but they help mm-hmm. inform. Because um, sometimes actually fans don't always know what they want. You know, Apple mm-hmm. have never done don't do that much research yet, they right. always bring out the next big thing. So right. we can't always go, a fan said this, we must do this. We, it's part of a, a conversation.
0: Well, speaking of cars, is that apocryphal Henry Ford quote? If I had knew, known well, you know what, if I give people what they wanted, I would have given them a faster exactly, horse, right? Yeah. Um, we're talking with Matt Roberts of Formula One. One thing that's interesting about, I think the work that you're specifically doing is I think of Formula One as a brand, I think of, a, of an entity that has a long history of using data on the technology side to improve the technology of the vehicles and the technology of the racing. But but you and I were talking before this interview. It sounds like the, the marketing analytics part of it is, is relatively new for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, in 2017, Liberty Media took over at F1. And uh, I, you know, I entered the, the, the business thinking, yeah, we're going to have loads of data. It's going to be great. And actually, there was nothing. So I had a total clean slate to do what I wanted to do. Um, and over the last three years, we've built up so much insight around our fans, around their behavior, around the barriers, the triggers. Um, and it's been a great journey. You know, we've, The company's really invested in research and data, and they see it as a, a key part of our business. And it, it helps inform every decision that we do as a business. Whereas before, everything was done off gut feel. No one really, mm. there was no justification around what, what was
0: done. Um, in as much as you are... Uh, entertainment content like so many other kinds of entertainment content, sports and beyond sports, you're competing in an increasingly competitive landscape for people's eyeballs. How do you think about that and how do you maintain, you said you're actually growing your audience, which is great, but how do you do that in a landscape where more and more things are available for me to watch?
1: Yeah, I mean, F1 was only a TV brand a few years ago. There was no social media, there was no digital, there was there was nothing. And over the last few years, you would have seen that we've uh, we've launched a Netflix documentary called Drive to Survive, which mm-hmm. was extremely successful at bringing in new fans and new people interested in the sport. Uh, we've got a whole new social media platform. We've got eSports, um, which has been a great success for us in terms of bringing in more younger fans. Um, fan festivals, if you go to a race now, the city where the race is, there'll be a fan festival um, which will um, help reach those fans who previously you, you may not have reached by, you know, if someone stumbles across a fan festival, they may learn more. So we're, we're pivoting away from being just a TV race day brand but more about a, a general everyday
0: entertainment brand, really. Bit of a wild card question here. What would we're here at CES, which is uh, kind of become an auto show in many ways. Yeah. Self-driving uh, has been on the horizon for a little while. What would it mean in a future where most people do not actually drive mm. their own cars? Would that audience be able to relate to Formula One as much as people who are just used to driving their cars every day? I mean, F one is always going to be the, the pinnacle of motorsport, it, yeah. And
1: and our cars and our drivers push themselves very much to a very 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 limit. I think that's what fans. Um, Love about the sport. They love seeing these guys, these heroes, push themselves to the limit in these cars to get the very best out of them. Um, I think they're still. You're right. I mean, there there could be a world of driverless cars, but it, our heroes make our sport, and without those drivers, mm. um, we don't really have F1. So I think there's still going to be so much interest in those heroes. And we talked about Netflix, and Netflix was a great opportunity for um, fans to really get under the skin of what these guys are like, what their lifestyle is like. And that was a, the big success out of it. Mm-hmm. People said, I didn't know much about him, and now I love him, and, and, I, and mm-hmm. I want to follow him, because I found out about his life. So I think those guys are be really
0: important. So would you say, then, that as a brand, you're not necessarily selling, you know, this year's cars are X percentage technologically better than last mm-hmm. year's cars. You're selling people. You're selling human stories.
1: Yeah, you're selling stories, entertainment. And that's why it's really important that as a sport we become more competitive so there's a whole team where I work who you know their job is to improve the competitiveness of the sport and and bring the cars closer together and at the end of last year we launched uh, our new regulations for 2021 uh, and the goal of those regulations is to bring the field of cars much closer together between Mm. the first and the last car.
0: Uh, you uh, have a panel here at CES called the State of Sports Analytics. What's going to be your main uh, takeaway there? Uh, mainly that I think sports uh, sports
1: organisations need to use data and analytics to help inform decisions uh, and help them grow commercial revenue.
0: Yeah, um, is there are, are there sports out there that uh, are I guess further behind where Formula One was in 2017?
1: Yeah, many, many. I mean, in Euro- in the US, I think you're more advanced than we are, but in Europe so many teams and leagues just do nothing or they have one person with very small
0: budgets. So it's a very much, it's an untapped market that's growing and growing and growing. So you and your colleagues have your work cut out for you? We have indeed. Okay, Matt Roberts of Formula One. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being here in the C-Space studio. Thank you very much. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network.